the, the temple, the dwelling place. The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. The Bible says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. It means you and the Holy Spirit are one. Think about it. Such that if they should use any scan or any machine to search your spirit, they can't find a difference between you and the Holy Spirit. You are one. Inseparably one. And throughout eternity, you are one. It is the biggest blessing God has given to his church. And you better embrace it. Hallelujah. I said you better embrace it. You better celebrate it. You better enjoy it. And we're going to find out in today's message, as we build on times of refreshing, we're going to find out that there is something called rivers. Some say rivers of living water. You see, the Holy Spirit is not in us just to stay in us for staying in us sick. There is something more he wants to achieve, which we couldn't dwell on in last week's message. So the Lord prompted me that, hey, you didn't finish John chapter 7 verse 39 or 38 and 39. So let's go to John chapter 7. Let's finish off from where we left off last week's Sunday in the message titled, Rivers of Living Water. Today, you will taste of these rivers. I didn't hear a louder amen. amen. All right. We can read the same verses again. John 7, 37 through 39. The Bible says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, did you see what I was talking about? There's a test in a man's soul. And in man's soul. And nothing can quench it except what Jesus Christ told us in verse 39 about. If anyone tests, let him come to me and drink. 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. The King James says, out of his belly. Other verses says, out of his innermost being. That is the real you on the inside of you, out of that place, shall flow or will flow rivers of living water. Someone say rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, But this Jesus spoke concerning the Spirit. And we asked last week, Sunday, which spirit was that? The Holy Spirit. This he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. But we know that Jesus Christ was glorified when he ascended to heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father. And he received of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I say he received what? Of the, the spirit, spirit and gave the spirit on 10 days after his ascension to the church. And ever since the Holy Spirit has been around, he's been with the church and he has been in every believer who has received him. Hallelujah. But this is the picture. Jesus is telling us in John 7, verse 38, that the one that received the Holy Spirit out of your innermost being, out of your heart, out of your spirit, out of you shall flow. Some say flow. I want, I want you to take note of the word flow, because it is one thing to have rivers that are stagnant. When a river is stagnant, it's no longer a river, it is called a lake. Is it true? Does a lake flow? Do wells flow? In our salvation, we have what we call wells of salvation. But beyond the wells of salvation, Jesus is talking about rivers that are not stagnant, but or that are not dammed, because you can dam a river. Because of dam is a river that proceeds from Burkina Faso that has been dammed somewhere along the line. So water is collected behind a certain wall. 
and, and the river from that, that wall doesn't, doesn't flow. flow. It is stagnant water that, that is used to power, you know, some, some turbines, turbines to produce electricity. The rivers of living water are meant to flow. And the Bible says, this God, Jesus Christ spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit, when he takes his abode in us, when he resides on the inside of us, when you receive him and he makes you his residence, he is not just in you for being in you sake. He is expected to be given the right of way, the lead, the leeway to flow from within you as rivers. Of, of living water. Some say rivers. I want, I want you to, to catch, catch the, the picture. picture. It, it means, means that, that this water carries with it life, such that wherever the rivers flow, there is an impartation of life. I want to announce to somebody today, it doesn't matter how hopeless the situation you have found yourself in, as the Holy Spirit gains the right of way and flows, there shall be an impartation of life. I said life will take over death in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? All right. Now, we are connecting this message to our period of fasting for a reason. And I'm going to explain something. One of the things that fasting achieves in helping the rivers of living water to flow effortlessly from within us. I'm going to give you a picture. Whenever we fast, people of God, whenever we fast, According to Psalm 35, verse 13, David said, I humbled my soul with fasting. Someone say, I humbled my soul with fasting. Why? Because man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body, this physical body. Our soul, that was where the glory resided, and when man fell, the glory left. Our soul, ever since the fall of man, has sought to join forces with the flesh in rebellion against the spirit. Are you there? I said, ever since the fall of man, our soul, the human soul, has sought, instead of submitting to your spirit, because God's order, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, is spirit, soul, and body. Paul said, I, I will that. He said, I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God's order is spirit, soul, and body. If there is supposed to be a leader in your personality, it is your spirit who submits to the Holy Spirit, and then your soul follows in that direction, and then your body follows in that direction accordingly. Are you there? But ever since the fall, the flesh has become the battle, uh, sorry, the soul rather, has become the battlefield. The soul of man is the decisive factor, is the, is the point of decision, whether to yield to the spirit or to yield to the flesh. And, and when, when your soul yields to your flesh and teams up with your flesh, you become a rebel to your own self. In other words, your body takes over. When your flesh takes over, your flesh will always lead you astray. Paul said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. So the wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. When you are the one who is always satisfying the cravings of the flesh, the yearnings of the flesh, I'm telling you, ultimately, the flesh will lead you to death. And that is why, periodically, as people who are born again, yet we are living in a fallen world, periodically, the Lord, even the Lord himself, who knew no sin, started his journey with a fast. 
Hallelujah. It was meant to let the soul submit to the spirit so that the flesh will be tamed and the flesh will be brought under. Hallelujah. Paul said, I bring my body under. That is how to do it. Hallelujah. So, so the, the essence, essence of our fast, one of the essences of our fast is to ensure that our soul, and when I say soul, I'm talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions. When you have your own mind, different from the mind of God, I'm telling you, there's an opposition within your personality. When you have your own will, different from the will of God, there is an opposition in your personality such that your will and your mind can become a dam to the flow of the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit from within you. Think, Think about, about it. it. Meaning that, that the greatest opposition any man can ever have in this world is your own soul. Are you there? I said the, the greatest, greatest it's not from, from Satan. The greatest opposition, didn't he say that we should resist the devil and you flee? But when it comes to your soul, if you don't do anything about your soul, your soul will team up with the flesh and lead you astray. So, so David, this is a revelation. I believe this was the reason why in the book of James and in the book of 1 Peter, they tell us, these apostles tell us, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he will lift you up in due time. How do you do it? It is through fasting. Some say fasting. Say, I humbled my soul with fasting. Hallelujah. When we fast, what happens is that the soul is made to submit to the spirit. Your mind begins to agree with the mind of the spirit. That was why Paul said we have the mind of Christ. I don't think it's everybody who has a mind of Christ. Other than that, he wouldn't have told us in Romans chapter 12 that, that renew your mind. If everybody had a mind of Christ, he wouldn't have told us to renew our mind. Meaning not all of us have the mind of Christ. You can have your own mind, which is different from God's mind. And when you have a mind different from God's mind, that becomes a dam. Do you know a dam? You, you, you put, put a dam in the, the flow of the rivers. Yes, the Holy Spirit is within you. The Holy Spirit is, is, is on the inside of you. He is expected to flow, but because there is a dam, there is no flow. Have you discovered why? Though we have the Holy Spirit, and yet there is no impartation of life when we pray, we may be praying. It is like a generator that is making noise, and yet there is no fuel on the inside. I have a picture in my mind that whenever we fast, those who are into into uh, production of energy. I believe that whenever we fast, it is like a step-down transformer. You know a step-down transformer? A step-down transformer is used to bring what down? It's to bring what down? The voltage down. So that power will do what? All right. Let's, Let's not go, go into, into some pieces here. here. But, but I, I believe that, that the soul, you see, when the soul is rubbing shoulders with the spirit, it's a dangerous thing. thing. Your spirit is a leader. That was the one that was born again. That is where the life of God dwells. That is where the spirit of God dwells. That is where the righteousness of God is. That is the real you. And yet if your soul, no wonder he tells us to renew our mind. If your mind, for instance, is not renewed, I'm telling you, your mind becomes an opposition to the mind of God. Everything God says, ah, this one to know where. Because your mind has become an opposition. Hallelujah. So when the soul says that, hey, me, I'm rubbing shoulder with the spirit, then you use fasting to do what? Humble the soul. In other words, step down and conform to the spirit. Step down and submit to the spirit. Because the spirit of God lives in your spirit. So when your soul is made to step down to submit to your spirit, automatically the soul also submits to the Holy Spirit. And that is where the Holy Spirit gains room to flow. 
effortlessly. I pray that if there is any dam in our mind, in our will, do you know our will? Sometimes we have our own will. God says that this is my will. That will becomes a hindrance, a blockage, a barricade, a dam to the flow of rivers of living water, and that is the flow of the Spirit from within you. Meanwhile, it is the will of God that the Holy Spirit will not only live on the inside of us, but He will flow from within us. Such that wherever you go, if you should live in a desert because of you having rivers of living water flowing, you can turn the desert into a fruitful field. And the fruitful field shall become a forest. Hallelujah. How does it happen? The flow of rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Take note. I said, I said there must be what? A flow. Let's, Let's go, go to, to Ephesians chapter 3. And let me give you another picture, picture there. Ephesians 3. The verse, verse 20. 20. Paul gives us a very wonderful picture. In Ephesians 3.20, he says, Now to him... Who is, is able, say God, God is able, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Let me just add verse 21, but my emphasis is on verse 20. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The King James says, well, without end. Amen. I like that. Look at it. To him, that's to God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Paul is giving us a picture of how the power of God works on the inside of us. And this power is what I've just spoken about, the rivers of living water. Are you there? I said, this power is what I've just described as what? Rivers of living water. Whenever we are asking God for something, whenever we are saying to any mountain, like we will discover at the all night, mm, nothing shall be impossible. That's the title. We discover at the all night that whenever we speak, Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is what? Power. Whenever we speak, because there is no dam to the flow of the rivers of living water, the power of God flows from within us and moves in the direction of our words. In other words, your words become the vehicle that convey power to effect changes. Remember, power is the dynamic ability to make changes or to cause changes. That's power. And that is what God does. Whenever we are asking for something, Paul is revealing to us that it is done according to the power that works, works on the inside of us. Have, have you discovered why sometimes our prayer doesn't seem to be answered? Couldn't it be that maybe because the power is in service, service is not working? Work, you know, the word, uh, according to the power that works in us, the word work, work is from the Greek word energy, from which we got the English word energy. And I hope you know we have different kinds of energy. Potential energy is stagnant energy. It's, it's there. It's, it's not flowing. flowing. Kinetic energy is energy that moves. Here he's talking about kinetic energy. Energy that flows. Energy that is released as power. It is on the inside. And yet, if there is a dam to that river, I'm telling you, instead of the thing flowing as kinetic energy, it remains as potential energy. You benefit from that. 
or at best, others will not benefit from that. Maybe it should just be for you. But that's not God's dream. God's dream is that not only should you alone benefit from the Holy Spirit on the inside, out of you should flow rivers of living water. Say from today, I remove all barricades, all barriers, all impediments, all resistance, all dams to my soul in the name of Jesus Christ. I hope you know in physics we have impedance and resistance. They are things that resist flow of electricity. This is why I'm talking about the flow of the power of God from the inside of you. And out of your innermost being, out of your heart, out of your, your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. And Paul is saying that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Listen, think. Some say think. That is why I was talking about the mind. Because, because we, we think, think with our mind, mind, is that right? right? So, so if, if you are thinking the wrong things, chances are that, that you can, can impede the flow of the rivers. The Holy, the Holy Spirit, Spirit is supposed to flow as rivers, but your mind is different from God's mind. You are thinking the wrong thoughts. Other than that, God wouldn't have told us that whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, if there is any good thing, if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. It's not everything you might think upon. If you are a type who is always meditating on your problems, you are damning the flow of the rivers of living water. The rivers are supposed to flow, but because of your thoughts, your mind has become a limitation to the power of God. Say, I repent in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. Let me confirm how prayer or asking or thinking releases the flow, the flow of, of God's, God's power. power. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Mind you, Paul the Apostle wrote to the church of Philippi whilst he was in prison. He was in prison. Hallelujah. And in prison, he spoke about how some people were distorting the gospel, misrepresenting him, and telling the story other than he had taught them. And then, and then in verse 19 of Philippians 1, he said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. The King James says, Salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Some say the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Say the supply of the Spirit. Of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Philippians chapter 1. Is that right? And I was saying that Paul the Apostle was writing from prison. He was in chains, in imprisonment, and he desired deliverance, as it were, deliverance from imprisonment, which King James Bible calls salvation. Then in Philippians 1.19 he says, For I know, look at him, he said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. It will turn out for my salvation through your prayer. Some say prayer. Listen, if there is anything we can give to somebody who is in any form of bondage, whether it is physical bondage, spiritual bondage, financial bondage, or any bondage you can talk about, it is prayer. Hallelujah. Are you there? Paul said, yes, I'm in imprisonment. Do you remember a man like Peter was in imprisonment? 
he was actually in the midst of Bible calls them four quaternions of soldiers. That means that four sets of four. Four by four is what 16 soldiers had held one man. So that immediately after Easter, it was his turn to execute him just like they had done, or they had done to James the apostle. The Bible says that prayer was made without ceasing for, for Peter. And the night in which he should have been, you know, executed, the next day, the Bible says an angel appeared. Oh, glory be to God. May your prayer bring angelic intervention. An angel appeared, and all that were, the Bible gives us account that Peter thought that he was seeing a vision. Told him, look, put on your sandals. Put on, on your ghetto, ghetto. Let's, let's get out of here. Bible says they, they went through the first ward, through the second ward, even to the third ward, and to the gate, the iron gate that leads to the city. And the Bible says the, the, the iron gate lifted of its own accord. It didn't just happen. Somebody was praying. Hallelujah. The church was praying in the, in, in, in the house. Bible calls it the house. They were praying day and night. Prayer was made without ceasing for Peter. I, I pray, pray that we will rise up to pray. pray. Hallelujah. All right. But, but my emphasis is even on the last line of this Philippians 1.19. He said, I know that this shall tend for my salvation out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. There are different spirits. But here he emphasized which kind of spirit. The supply of the spirit. Of, of Jesus Christ. Christ. I want to ask a question. question. Where would the supply come from? Where would the supply come from? Based on what we have said so far, where would the supply come from? From within. Through what? Through what? Your prayer. How you see the picture? I see the picture. Someone said, through my prayer, there is not only release of deliverance or salvation for those who are in bondage, but I also supply. See how God wants us to become supplies of his spirit. That is why there must not be any dam. That is why there must not be any barricade. That is why we must not have our own mind other than the mind of Christ. That is why we must not have our own will other than the will of God. It is, it is important that you will be transformed through the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Where your will is God's will. Say that when you talk, like, like Ahitophel. Bible says when Ahitophel spoke, spoke, they knew that, that it was God who was spoken. He, he spoke, spoke as the counsel of God, as the oracle of God. And I pray God will make you an oracle. That when you speak, it will be like God has spoken and it is endorsed. Hallelujah. I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. And then he gave a revelation which is not so easily spoken in that verse. He said, through your prayer and the supply. So through our prayer, there is a supply. From today, whenever you are praying, particularly praying in the spirit, of course, when you are even speaking words, like we will see at the online, when you speak words, there is also release of power in the direction of your words. So it matters what you say. If you are the type who is always binding human beings, <laughs> you may bind a human being with your prayer, but mind you, what you sow is what you reap. Hallelujah. I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I want us to pray. I'll pause my message here because I don't intend to talk for long. But we're going to go into prayer because God wants us to supply the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And John 7, verse 39 calls the Spirit of Jesus Christ rivers of living water. We 
can supply. Hallelujah. You can supply it into your home. Supply it into your business. Supply it into your career. Supply it into your marriage. Supply it into your finances. And once the rivers flow in that direction, there is an impartation of life.